Well, hello, everyone. want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program here every Wednesday morning from the studios of Gethsemane Global Radio in Lexington, South Carolina. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a blessing to have you on board. Pastor Williamson will be joining us momentarily. But in the meantime, I wanted to simply ask you before we introduce our guests this morning, I wanted to ask you to, if you have a minute, to contact others um, to tune in to this uh, particular program this morning because of the nature of what we're going to be dealing with, a very controversial situation that has arisen here in the United States with regard to legislation that is going to have a direct effect upon Christians here in a Uh, I want to say, in a big way. And uh, I trust that uh, you'll take just a moment, maybe text somebody uh, to get them to tune in and to uh, listen in to Wheat Among the Tares. Again, I want to say thank you for joining us this morning. It's a blessing to have everybody aboard. I want to introduce our guest to you this morning. He is no stranger to Wheat Among the Tares, and he has been a friend to us here I want to introduce Brother David Gibbs, president of the Christian Law Association. Brother Gibbs, welcome to Wheat Among the Tares this morning. Well, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of allowing me to have a part in this. We pray for you, dear folks, on an on almost daily basis. I mean, multiple times a week. And we so are appreciative of the great gospel message that you and your ministry put out. Well, my brother, thank you so much. That is an encouragement to both pastor and myself, and uh, it it really is, and we certainly want to say thank you for that this morning. Brother Gibbs, uh, this is probably one of the most difficult programs that we're going to have to deal with today because of the nature of the legislation that has come out of the Senate and out of Congress as a whole, and it's this uh, redefining marriage here in in America, and... um, uh, it's called the Respect for Marriage Act, and it's anything but that. What it basically is doing is, folks, it is attempting to codify the what we call the faux marriage of men with men. Uh, and the United States Senate passed just last night. Uh, they passed, and by the way, this is Wednesday, November the 30th. They just passed last night this, this situation, and um, it was much debate over it. And uh, Brother Gibbs, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk a lot here. I want to get right to you because you certainly know and understand the impact that this can have on Christians as a whole. Can you, first of all, just give us a little bit of background as far as what you understand about this bill, and then we can go from there as far as the potential impact. Well, this is a bill that was passed with 12 Republican senators joining in who crossed the line. So when they did the final vote, the vote came out really sound in the Senate, 61 to 36, because so many Republicans joined over. And it's a complete misnomer to call this the Respect for Marriage Act. This was designed to take what was the Supreme Court's holding in Oberfell, which was designed and given in 2015. And what they said is 
we don't want the court to ever be able to change same-sex marriage. And so we're going to codify it as an act of Congress because when they passed Oberfell, uh, they said this is something that could later on be reversed by the court. And then when the Dobbs decision was passed and came out, they said we're reversing the position on abortion. And the decision was very clear. It was only abortion. Uh, They said it is not going to touch the issue of marriage. But they are just solidifying this. And this decision takes it so much farther than the court took it. So in other words, what we're warning people about this is this now is making it a national standard, not just a Supreme Court decision, but a national standard on all 50 states. Remember, in America, marriage was left to the states, and states could decide all kinds of things about marriage, uh, what age you could get married at, and whether you had to have a parental consent or not, and all kinds of things about the dissolution of marriages. It used to be that the most liberal marriage laws in America were in Nevada, and people would go there for what was called a quickie resolution of divorce. And now it is just spread across America. And what they're trying to say is we don't want anything to be able to touch this. We're going to make this an issue of Republicans and Democrats where they're going to say this is now a congressional act, not just a Supreme Court decision, but a congressional act. That takes it a step farther than it's ever been in the entire history of the country. Brother, now let me ask you this uh, before we go any further as far as potential impact. Let me ask you this. Is it possible still that the states can still um, not accept the codification of this particular law and still decide for themselves uh, to step around Uh, what the U.S. Congress has done. There are some people who are suggesting that we don't see that in there. We we don't see that in there. The the one thing they wanted to argue on was we're going to put some religious liberty in this. And there is some religious liberty language in this Respect for Marriage Act, but it's very weak and it's very, very ambiguous. And so the question is, what does it mean? The whole object of this was to make Oberfell a national standard mm-hmm. passed by Congress, not the court, passed by Congress. Brother, and I remember you mentioning when Oberfell got passed that it was, and Pastor Williamson, we said the same thing, when, when that particular law or when that particular decision came down uh, from the U.S. Supreme Court, it was a, uh, it opened up all kinds of perversion uh, at the suggestion of the passage of that, or not passage, but the the decision. And we have, Brother Gibbs, we have unfortunately lived to see uh, the the reaping of that decision that came down. And uh, you know, you you don't have enough letters now. Uh, to even describe the perversion that has come out of that decision. Pastor Williamson, I know that, you know, that 
I believe in, in, in my heart, and I'm going to throw this to you just a minute, but I really believe that honestly part of the judgment upon, of God upon our country has been the letting loose, if you would, of this whole situation, even though it's godless, but I really believe it's, it's part of the judgment of God against our country. Sure, when, <clears throat> when men do not like to retain God in their knowledge, is what Paul said in Romans chapter 1. And God is left with no other alternative but to turn them over to a reprobate mind. And a reprobate mind just means a mind void of God, that man will follow his own heart and follow his own lust and his, and his own desires. And we know that the Scripture says that men with men and women with women, it's confusion. And that's why there's so many letters to try to describe what they are and how they identify that they're so confused and, and you can't even begin to wrap your mind around it right. in a spiritual way, right. even in a common sense way. I mean, you just can't. It is, it's nothing but utter confusion. Our country is in confusion because of it. Brother Gibbs, um, Mike Lee, who is a senator from Utah, he attempted to place some additional, an additional amendment on this law and he argued greatly, and I'm going to read what he basically put in the amendment that he he tried to get passed before the final passage of this. But this is his words in the amendment. He said, the amendment would ensure that federal bureaucrats do not take discriminatory actions against individuals, organizations, nonprofits, and other entities based on their sincerely held religious beliefs or moral convictions about marriage by prohibiting the denial or revocation of tax-exempt status, licenses, contracts, benefits, etc. He was trying to provide uh, a, 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 an umbrella, if you would, of protection for uh, entities that said, you know, we don't hold to the same ideology that these uh, folks are trying to to foist upon us brother do you see excuse me do you see a lot of litigious in you know institute and institutions and uh, a lot of different situations like that coming as a result of the passage of this law we are already in that pastor Uh, there is not a week that we don't have people at our ministry gets the calls where they show up at a church or a ministry and they say, we are married and we want to be in the married couples class and we're same sex. And the ministry says, we, we cannot acknowledge that. We will not acknowledge that. And they want to push this issue. Now what they're basing this on very strongly is there's been a shift in the country. Uh, it's hard to remember that Barack Obama opposed same-sex marriage. Bill Clinton opposed same-sex marriage and made it public. Now there's been a shift. When they opposed it, about 25% of the people in America thought that same-sex marriage should be protected. If the current statistics are right, and they come from the most conservative sources we can find, Two-thirds to three-quarters of the people in America think that same-sex marriage would be okay. 
Uh, even President Trump thought it was okay. And, and it's just mind-bending how we have transitioned. Uh, when people ask me, how can this be happening? I believe there's a spirit of delusion that's been unleashed on our country. Because suddenly what the Bible says isn't considered as authoritative. And so we're, we're back to arguing these things again. And now what they're doing with this Respect of Marriage Act, and they want to say, by the way, that it doesn't apply to the states only if the Supreme Court reverses. But when you read the language, it comes out if the Supreme Court did reverse. I mean, the, the act says for marriages conducted in places where it's legal, they're going to say that you have to do same-sex marriages. This is going to be a, a nightmare of litigation for churches if they take a stand. But now we've got some of these major denominations that are acknowledging that they're going to respect same-sex marriages. And that's had a huge change. And some of the even Bible-preaching large denominations are having major votes on it. And if they carry the vote, it's done by somewhat slim margins. This is going to sweep the country. And it doesn't matter where I go. People come up to me and say, Brother Gibbs, I think it's wrong. I'm for you. But... My grandson, Timmy, he's he's saved, and he's a good boy, and he's a homosexual, and he's married to this other man, and I want him to be comfortable in our church. And suddenly, the comfort factor of ramifications has undertaken the discussion. And I understand that their hearts are broken with what they're dealing with. And by the way, we want these people to come to church and hear the gospel and get right with God. Amen. Sure. We want them to come, but we don't want their marriage to be recognized in the church or how the church functions. Brother, the um, uh, and you the right the correct word ramifications that has come out of what people have accepted uh, as uh, a quote a normal situation now. Um, to me, it, and. Brother Gibbs, you said it well, it's mind-bending, but that's exactly what has happened to our country uh, through, and I would say principally the media has played a large role in making uh, this whole uh, ungodly situation accepted with, with our society. And, uh, and Pastor, you said it well, when yeah. people do not like to retain God in their knowledge, uh, there's no vacuum, and I, I use that a lot because if 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 the mind is void of God, something is going to take its place. Sure. And uh, and it, this whole the social media aspect of things, uh, and I'm not saying all social media is bad. I'm just saying the the thrust of the mainstream media has been to <clears throat> again push this whole agenda against us. And um, and I well, and, even some of the conservative national media has homosexuals and lesbians who are married as major people as major players in it. Yes, and I mean the the problem is 
and what I'm encouraging everybody to do right now is two things. Number one, it is time to pray with fervor and to fast with fervor. Uh, fasting is so clear in Scripture that what the effect of it has on God. And then to pray, you know, I'm asking, when people come up to me saying, what should we do? I always ask them, how fervent are you praying about this? Uh, when's the last time you spent an hour in prayer on this issue? And so, and, and virtually everybody says, well, I've never. And I said, well, it is time. It is time for us to pray because absent God moving and doing what only God can do, the country's out of control on these issues. The second thing I tell them is write your congressman. Uh, the other side so makes phone calls and writes and sends texts and emails and letters. Uh, our people are not good letter writers. Uh, I tell you, they will write to get a coupon so that they can save something at the grocery store, mm -hmm. but they won't write to save their nation. And so I tell everybody, and by the way, you don't have to write one letter. Uh, you can write multiple letters mm -hmm. and and let them know, please stop this. It, it is expected that it will pass the House and become law, but it hasn't happened yet. And the bottom line is I tell people fasting and prayer and then writing your congressman and be kind in that letter and tell them, it doesn't matter whether they're an independent, Republican or Democrat, Please vote against this. This violates our faith. And and be stern on this. Uh, I, I want to share a story with you that literally formed my life over this issue. Um, the man that was our pastor, uh, when Glorianne and I were engaged and going to get married, we went to him. And we went in and said, you know, we want to get a date and have a time for you to marry us. And he said, I won't do it. I said, what do you mean you won't do it? I mean, it shocked me. We just came there with a calendar and wanted to get a date and find out what counseling we should get. He said, I will not marry you until you can convince me that you understand how serious a vow is. He said, when you get married, God expects you to make a spiritual vow commitment. And if you can't convince me you understand how serious that is, I will not marry you. I was stunned. Uh, he said, I've watched people start to treat marriage casual. He said the divorce rate, now this was 50 years ago, the divorce rate even among Christians is growing. And he said it's not right. Marriage is a sacred thing. We walked out of his office, and I called my family, and I said, he won't marry us until I can convince him how serious a marriage vow is. To this day, that man's in heaven now. I am thankful he did that. Amen. Yes. Because, you know, it is a, it's a sacred thing. Marriage is not something that... that I've sat in some services where at weddings, and I'm not sure they ever got married. They, all they talked about was friendship. Marriage yes, is sir. more than just friendship. Marriage is making a commitment before God and man mm -hmm. 
that you're going to be committed to each other till death do you part. Amen. And uh, Pastor, the, the the seriousness of not only what Brother Gibbs has described here, <clears throat> but also the depth in which uh, it is totally disdained here in the United States. Um, I, I can't help but think that that again. Brother Gibbs, you said we need to pray, and that is for sure. I think uh, there's one word that comes to my mind, and it certainly is convicting to me, and I know that many of you that are listening right now will probably uh, say amen to this, but our complacency in assuming that everything would continue as it was uh, in the, quote, good old days, and, and that, does, that does not happen. Yeah. And Pastor, I think we have become, our diligence has failed us when it comes to the matter of just earnest prayer before God, not just for this situation only, but also for America and our families as a whole. And if, if it's not, if, if we don't turn the corner on this, um, then I'm afraid that our, our laziness and our slothfulness uh, will be our demise. Sure. <clears throat> well, the alarming thing, I guess, to me, and we've seen a trend over the years, but when Christendom, you know, uh, so-called Christianity, begins to take a shift to be socially acceptable, culturally relevant, and wanting to be liked, by society, instead of standing on truth with a right spirit, come what may. And when our churches have begun to, you know, I say churches and Christian, I'm not, right. not where we stand, but right. as whole, what they look at Christianity begins to want to be liked by the world instead of standing on truth and wanting to be pleasing to God. And so when, when you see the breakdown in Christendom, the breakdown in churches, the breakdown of men who won't preach on these things but accept these things, and then when so-called Christendom begins to accept it, they look at the rest of Christendom that doesn't, and the attack really is strong. Yes, you know we are the problem. We are the we're, we're the ones that are just not tolerant. We don't love people. You know we are on the wrong side. And then I mean, who would have ever thought 15 years ago that we'd have had 12 Republicans vote for this? No, you know we we're on a downward spiral of a man's depravity being just let absolutely. It is demonic. Like like Doctor Gibbs just said, just it's demonic. When it comes to the House, we know some born-again Christian congressmen that have already said they're going to vote for it because they mm. can't get reelected if they don't. Mm. And, I mean, these are, these are breaking my heart. Yes, sir. And because they, they, there are Josephs there in Washington. And, preacher, you've just put your feet mm. foot right on it. It is time for us to pray with fervor. We're not going to have an America to hand our kids if we don't stop some things. Yes. Brother Gibbs, um, and by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Attorney David Gibbs. He is with Christian Law Association, and we're talking about this Respect for Marriage Act, which is, again, a, a misnomer. Um, it's, it's going to the U.S. House uh, for uh, certainly debate there. And um, we can certainly pray, Brother Gibbs, that 
maybe in the House there is a very, very slim majority, but from what you just stated, that there's <clears throat> some that obviously uh, are going to vote for this thing in a positive fashion, even though uh, their background and their uh, their declaration of faith says otherwise. Um, we certainly do need to pray uh, for uh, a miracle Amen. Uh, that that would happen here in the in the uh, U.S. House of Representatives. Brother Gibbs, the, um, the the bottom line on this whole situation here, as far as what you perceive uh, Christians, that the impact that it could have uh, on our churches specifically, um, give, us, give us something in your mind definitive as to what you might expect out of this if it does go full passage. And what uh, we need to do as far as for pastors and for those maybe to, in their minds, prepare uh, for what may come. Uh, Number one, Pastor, I believe it's essential that we understand this goes to the heart issue of the home and marriage. I mean, if people can be of same sex and married, then... Every definition on which we rest scripturally will have to be adjusted, and it must not be adjusted. Amen. The Bible is clear on these matters. But if that becomes, quote, the law uh, of what we're going to have to live with, and our faith is going to be put on the badger, especially threatening the tax-exempt status of churches. Hmm. I can, you know, we've already had threats of that. In other words, you, you, if you don't go to these standards, then you should not receive the benefit of being tax-exempt in America. Yeah. There's going to be a push on all these issues, just as there is on all the issues of gender that they're coming up with now. Every time I think I've heard the last one, and you mentioned this, we get a call from somebody that's being told something else, some other gender. Yes, the bottom line is, This goes to the key of the family. It goes to the key of marriage, which is the bedrock of the church. Yes. Amen. Okay. We cannot lose these issues. And people say, well, it's just America today. Don't Mm. give up. Amen. Don't give up. Don't surrender your faith. I mean, the Bible says we can pray and move mountains. Amen. Okay. And... You know, I remind people, when God said, ask and you can remove mountains, he wasn't talking about changing topography, changing mountain ranges, but moving a mountain was talking about what's impossible. We still use that phrase today. I'm under a mountain of debt. I got a mountain of worry. You don't have a mountain. That's the term we use for something that's overwhelming. Our God is in the mountain moving business. Amen. And we can, but... But it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yes, it does. Amen. When is the when is the last time it, it, take me down to the hospital and let a loved one of mine be in there suffering from a cardiac incident, and the doctor says it's done. Look good. Watch how fervent in prayer we get. How sure. fast? Sure. We have got to have that same fervency for our precious nation. Amen. 
And these people who are beguiled by all of this, pray for them. Uh, pray for these senators and these representatives. Uh, we can put all the names out there. Pray for them. Some of them, by the way, like Mike Lee and some of these men, took bold stance. And we need to write them a thank you. Yes, we sure. do. You know, that, that says, we're praying for you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, several of the representatives have taken very bold stance. And we need to recognize them and thank God for them. But this prayer, if we lose the marriage foundation, and by the way, that in countries where all of this has gone beyond us, go to Europe and find, there's no families. The churches are full of just individual people, hmm. and most of them senior citizens. They lost the families, and it was over all these kinds of laws and things. We must not let that happen in our precious America. Praise God. And whatever you do, and I always warn people about this, don't hate these people. Sure. The Bible commands us to love our enemies. And the bottom line is, if we want God to do what only God can do, we got to be what God's called us to be, which is a gracious, loving people who stand firm. Mm-hmm. Having done all to stand, stand fast. That's the command of Scripture. Uh, my pastor used to say to me, your job is not to win, your job is to stand. Yes. He says, standing is your part, winning is God's part. Amen. That is well put. Sure. Pastor Williamson, you just recently mm-hmm. uh, said those very words yes, from sir. our pulpit here. I want to close things today on the podcast and, and on the broadcast here. And I'm looking at folks from all across the nation, from Ohio to Seattle, Washington, to um, Europe, uh many many different places across california north carolina i'm i'm looking at a lot of folks that are listening right now and um and if you've heard this entire broadcast you may say well uh brother blake there there's there's not a lot of hope it looks uh it looks terrible uh when david was in ziklag and everything was taken and they had nothing to stand on, and they every their wives, their children was were taken, everything was gone, and there were men there that were ready to stone David, and yet David encouraged himself in his God. Amen. And uh, Brother Gibbs, certainly our God is not asleep by any stretch of the imagination. No, he, he sees everything that's going on. Pastor Williamson, uh, certainly, uh, is, is our custom as we always pray. And um, not only praying for this situation, but praying for Brother Gibbs and Christian Law Association sure. because they're going to need a lot of wisdom yes. as these things arise. And um, situations, people calling them all the time, but I especially want to remember them in yes. prayer. So, Brother Gibbs, we are going to take a moment to pray uh, for you, for the Ministry of Christian Law Association, and also f- for the matters that are before our country. Pastor Williamson. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, we come before you today. Uh, Lord, you've heard the whole conversation here on this podcast. And Lord, you know the hearts of all men. You know our hearts concerning this issue. 
And Father, we pray for our country. Uh, Lord, forgive us for our transgressions and Lord, our sins and Lord, our vileness before you. And Father, we it is our heart to see our country turn back to you. And Lord, forgive us ourselves of the things that we have done that have not been right in your eyes. And Lord, we do pray for these people. Uh, Lord, they're lost for the most part. They're lost in their need of salvation, their need of knowing you, and we pray for their souls. I pray for America. Lord, I pray for the House as this goes to the House that they will vote against this, that this would not be legislation that could be passed. And Lord, we know that you can turn the tide. We know with you all things are possible. We know that you can move mountains. And Father, I pray for uh, Christian Law Association, for Brother Gibbs, God, that you bless him. Thank you for their stand. Thank you for putting them there in this ministry and giving them this place. For Lord, even such a time as this, that you'll bless all those that work in the ministry there, every case that comes up before them, every situation that they need, the absolute wisdom of God to give counsel to churches and Christians and people that call. I pray that you'll give victory in the cases. Uh, Lord, as uh, uh, try to, they take a stand for righteousness, for biblical principles and precepts. And Father, we do pray. We pray for this whole situation. Uh, Lord, that your hand, uh, that we would see your great hand work in it, that you would hear the prayers, the effectual fervent prayer of your people all across this country. Thank you for the senators that took a right stand, those that took a bold, vocal, outward stand. We pray your blessings upon them, their, your protection upon their homes and their family. Yes. And I pray that you'll preserve them, Lord, in the place in which they stand. That, uh, Lord, that uh, they'd be reelected for standing for righteousness, for those that are ungodly, that you'd remove them. Lord, you said you're the one that puts men in authority and you take them down. We know that yes. that no man, Lord, has is, is, uh, gained anything in this world of himself. And so, Lord, we know that all things come from you, all blessings come from you, all power is in your hand, that, Lord, that you could do whatsoever you will. And, Father, we ask you to hear our prayers, and we thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. 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 Brother David Gibbs, always an honor, sure sir, is, to have you here on Wheat Among the Tares. I have so many people that uh, declare to me that they get such a blessing from uh, from you and your being with us sure. here on Wheat Among the Tares. And I want to reemphasize that again. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule this morning uh, to be with us here on Wheat Among the Tares. And my thanks all to, also to uh, Brother Steve Kluth and his help with this. He's always been a blessing to us Preacher, as Lord. well. Preacher, this is the most exciting hour to be a Christian that's ever existed Amen. in the history of our country. God. Uh, and the one thing we must not lose is our hope. Amen, brother. Remember, hope is what faith is built on. Faith, the Bible says, is the substance of things hoped for. Amen. And the one thing they cannot take from us is our hope unless we give it to them. That's right. That is exactly right. And so right. I'm encouraging people, this is an exciting hour to take a stand for God and a stand for what's right. Amen. Amen. God Thank bless you, you Brother Gibbs. Gibbs. Thank you so much. God bless you, dear men. Thank you for the privilege. Amen. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a grace Amen. and mercy Amen. that God has shown to us yes. to be able to convey this information this morning. And, and I mean that with all my heart. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us here on Wheat Among the Tares today. It has been a joy to have you aboard, and uh, we will be posting this uh, podcast later for sharing. Please go to uh, GGR's website. You can find the podcast when it's posted there. Please share this with uh, as many as you can because of the, the information that we have conveyed here today and the importance particularly of what we need to do with prayer. Thank you again for joining us. Trust that you will join us every Wednesday morning here at 9 a.m. Eastern Time for Weed Among the Tears. God bless you. Pray for our country and have a good day.